close. I love how the second story also has a wraparound porch. And she's right that we can't beat the price, said her husband. But you know the old saying, never buy property in a small town you don't know about. The agent barged into the room. Oh, I thought you were finished. I just wanted to tell you it's a great small town. Lived here my whole last three years. The charm, the churches, the schools, the annual fair where the farmers... What about the neighbors? asked Mary. What about them? She looked down the hill into wooded lots. Well, the houses on each side look a little... Are they trailers? In this town, even the bad houses have great people. Salt of the earth, give you the shirts off their backs. Plus, you know how they say that fences make for good neighbors? But even better than fences are acres. And you've got over five. You'll probably barely ever see them. Mary nodded at her husband. We'll take it, said Peter. Great. Max reached in her purse and pulled out a contract with sticky yellow arrows next to blank spots for signatures. She handed them a pen. It's already got our names and everything typed in? asked Mary. I just had a feeling about you two. But it also has the price, said Peter, and we haven't negotiated yet. My advice, said Max, it's a steal. Can't tell you how many times other buyers have scooped up a place while someone was indecisive. Mary looked at her husband. Remember when that happened to us? Okay, said Peter. Where do I sign? Arrows. They finished up the paperwork, and Max told them to keep the pen. When will we know? asked Mary. It's a done deal. The realtor hoisted the purse over her shoulder. If you offer the full listing price, they have to sell or else pay the full real estate agent's commission. It's state law. Who got a law like that passed? Us agents. Welcome to town. Meanwhile, a 72 Mercury comet sped west across the part of the Florida panhandle in the gravitational orbit of Alabama. Vegetable stands, Dollar General, John 316, tire repairs written on a half-buried tire in a front lawn. It's all about small towns, said Serge. That's where I'll find my answer. What was the question? asked Coleman. Haven't you been listening this whole time? Coleman picked at a dried stain on his shirt, then tasted it. What? The American dream. That's my new mission in life, to find out where it went. Serge grabbed a travel mug of coffee. When I was growing up in a small town in the 60s, the American dream was all around. Back then, if you worked hard and followed the rules, under the Declaration of Independence, you got to pursue happiness on the weekend with a barker lounger and a hibachi. The mood of the middle class came down to one word. Relaxed. And today? You do everything right and you're rewarded with a weekend of dread. Will I get a pay cut? Will I get laid off? What if I get sick? Are we all destined to work part-time? How will my kids do better than me? Which other Americans did that radio host say I should hate about this? But what do small towns have to do with it? They still play lawn darts in small towns. Darts? Serge nodded. The 60s were a looser time. Parents remained relaxed enough under the American dream to give their kids lawn darts to fling around the backyard. What could possibly go wrong? I remember getting stuck in the foot. Everyone does said Serge. And nobody thought of shutting down the whole program just because we were all limping. I had to get stitches. It's a kid's job to get stitches, said Serge, cranking up the radio. Since then, cities have evolved with franchise ferociousness, but small towns still preserve the old ways. Pulled into Nazareth. It's like an archaeological dig, said Serge. Drive into any tiny hamlet and you can still see what we used to stand for. You can still see hope, like when I was the Londar champion. I didn't know they had champions. 
They weren't exactly passing out bushels of trophies for everything like they are now, said Serge, which I blame for the decline of the current generation. Every little kid has a bedroom full of gold hardware. Where'd you get this one for? Showing up. And this one? So my feelings wouldn't get hurt. But when I was their age, I competed for the love of the sport, which I revolutionized. None of the other children could see the possibilities until I said, Hey, everyone, we're limiting ourselves by throwing darts for accuracy when these babies were built for distance. Give me some elbow room. What happened? I set the record, but it was unfairly nullified just because I hit the side of an above-ground pool two houses down. It might have gone better if just the tip poked a tiny hole, but my ballistic arc built up such force that the whole dart went through the pool, fins and all, bursting a seam and spilling water in the house so fast it shorted out a bunch of electricity. And shoddy engineering is my fault? Surge pulled up to a red light. I tried to explain that the civil defense siren made me jump at the moment of release. I remember those sirens, too. Every Saturday at noon, the Riviera Beach Fire Department would blast a siren that could be heard for miles. And once again, the other kids wouldn't cooperate. We all knew it was a test, but by definition...